Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. Welcome to Grilling at the Green After Hours. Conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours. I'm JT. This is Grilling at the Green, and today we've got Kay Cockrell with us from NBC. Kay does a fantastic job up there, but she has never been under the gun like we put our guests through here on the lightning round in after hours are you ready miss cockerel i'll try okay uh if you could play a round of golf with one of your golfing heroes who would it be they can be still with us or have passed it doesn't matter mickey wright funny how i thought you might say that Look at that smile on her face. Okay, so if you could get a lesson from one touring pro, not that you need one, who might that be? Gosh, um, well, I think it'd be I think it'd be pretty cool to to have a a playing lesson with Tiger Woods. I mean, who wouldn't want to go out with Tiger and just pick his brain and hear about every type of shot that he he can pull off, and he can pull off a variety of shots. <laughs> I think he can pull off dang near every shot from what i can see over the years okay Kay. if we decreed you or declared you supreme leader of golf for one day what would your first decree as supreme leader be everyone is going to play in four hours or less and if you can't play in four hours or less you're off the golf course or if you're at, at public golf courses wherever you are at four hours if you haven't gotten to 18 you're done and on on tour, I'd start I'd start uh, giving out sh one one shot, two shot penalties, no fines, penalties for for slow play. And I'd start bringing them. I'd start dishing them out all the time. Get everyone to speed up their routine. Let's get this game going. Didn't uh, Allison get a warning about that? She did. She did. And it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't her fault per se, um, because Nasa Hataoka can be a little slow. But they were out of position and they got warned, um, and then they were timed. And she backed off a um, a shot on the thirteenth hole because she was in between clubs, and it was kind of bad timing because they were being timed, and she was told that she had a bad time, and if she had one more bad time, it would have been a shot penalty. So that's, I mean, that's on Championship Sunday coming down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> What's your favorite golf course? Pebble Beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love playing it and I love commentating on it. There you go. What is the dumbest thing you've ever seen while covering a tournament? And you can't talk about the Golf Channel crew or anything like that. Because that's inside baseball, so to speak. The dumbest thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, probably a player forgetting to sign their scorecard is pretty dumb. Walking outside the scoring tent and and uh, that's kind of terminal, isn't it? Yeah, that's a DQ. That's that's a harsh penalty. Um, 
Yeah, I would say that that's mm-hmm. that's always my dumbest. That would be my dumbest thing because from day one, when you when you're first learning to play in tournaments, you learn to yeah. correct your scorecard and sign it. Right. That in my other life, I was an official, and we had to you had to sign every card. And if you missed one, they didn't do anything to the competitors, but the administration of the event, you might say, came down on you pretty hard like that. So, yes, you learn to sign those things. What's the biggest mistake you think you've ever made on the air? Oh, um, probably mispronouncing a player's name, because I think that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty big. Even, you know, we have a lot of difficult names on the LPGA tour, uh, probably or giving somebody a win in a certain year that was wrong. Um, most of my mistakes are usually statistical or something that's um, I got the year wrong or the tournament they won wrong. Thankfully, nothing politically incorrect or I've never sworn on air. And that's probably why I've been able to keep my job for 27 going on 28 years. <laughs> well, you can swear on this show if you want to. It's OK. Oh, well, I've also like sometimes I'll just blank out and <laughs> forget something. and. Usually I have lots of these little note cards that I have in my yardage book to just in case, just as a, as a, um, as a net, so to speak, in case my brain goes blank. Um, you do, you know, it do happens. You do, do you do that before uh, every tournament? Do you go out and walk the course and make your own yardage book? I mean, I know you've got spotters and things like that, but do you check out the course prior to, ah, uh, no. I don't I don't make my own yardage book, but I put my own notes in the yardage books. And when I'm out playing, you know, we have different hole locations each day. And so um, I, I note where the breaks are happening. And even as each round goes on, I learn more each day and I add additional notes because, um, you know, you're always seeing a different bounce or a different break or something that comes up that, oh, I want to note down. And even if I, you know, I'll keep these yardage books and use them in the future. Sure. Um, If we put your skills, Kay Cockrell, your skills to music, what would the music be? Um, I would say it would either be a little bit of old Motown or perhaps some classical music because I liken myself to be kind of mellow and uh, and calm and low key when I'm out there because sometimes, you know, the whole world gets a little going a little fast. Not the golf ever gets super fast, <laughs> but in my headset with with six to eight voices and and all the things that are going on, um, it's important for me to kind of just te- keep clarity and keep keep mellow. Oh, hell, Kay, I have those without my headsets on, those <laughs> six or eight voices. And Right, we have our own voices that are <laughs> going on inside our head, too. The worst part is when they stop talking, then you know they're up to something. So, um, okay, here's a couple fun ones. Uh, but... Besides the Women's Open that three days ago, what are the best and the worst tournaments 
uh, you don't have to name them by name. I don't want to get you in trouble, but did you ever covered that you had a really tough time with? Uh, well, the best I would say are probably some of the marquee events, right? The Solheim cup, other major championships, the AIG women's open over in, uh, at Muirfield and Carnoustie. I love, I love Scotland. Uh, the Ryder Cup at, at Whistling Straits, I got to work that. That was phenomenal. I've worked a couple men's opens. The worst events, um, you know, to me, it's like whenever we're out somewhere where it's 95, 100 degrees. And I'm not going to say that, the, um, you know, we, we worked a certain match play event at Shadow Creek, which I love Shadow Creek. It's a gorgeous course. But we were there in May and it was 100 degrees not enjoyable for me. I'm a coastal Californian. I love temperate climates. So if we're dealing with heat and humidity or calling golf in the Southeast or the Midwest, when they're in a, an excessive heat wave, I remember doing the women's open at black wolf run one year and they had a, just a, a terrible heat wave in Wisconsin. And it was so hot. I just, I was thankful I didn't have to play golf, but I hate weather like that. I would rather have it be cold. Although the Solheim Cup at Loch Lomond, I'm thinking back, the rain was, it just poured rain and it was like 52 degrees, felt like 45 degrees. Any extreme weather, I, I just do not like. I remember playing Valhalla there. Uh, <laughs> yes. In yeah. August. It was, it was thick. I'll put it that way. Um what do you do when there is a lengthy weather delay? I mean, do you, and they pull everybody off the course. Okay. So there's nothing to do. Do you, do you get to go back to your airstream and like no. watch cartoons or something or what? No. Well, if we have just a lengthy air, um, a lengthy delay, if I'm, or if it's a kind of a shortish delay and I'm near the clubhouse, I'll go in the clubhouse and hang out inside till we resume. If we're, if it's going to be longer, I head back to the TV compound and all of us are just hanging out, telling stories, relaxing, um, until, until we, we, uh, go back on the air. But if it's, if it's, if we're done for the day, then yes, I would go back to the airstream or go back to the hotel room and, and uh, do a workout or go see a movie or go for early dinner. Sure. You said you like Scotland. Have you ever eaten haggis? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I asked that question on both shows to everybody. And they're like, some people are like, what's haggis? But it's like, uh -uh. oh, you'd know if you had it. Trust me no. on that. There's no, no desire to try or eat haggis. <sighs> Good. You're a smart lady there. Uh, speaking of that, if you could dine with a historical figure, who would it be? And what would be on Kay Cockrell's menu for that dinner? Oh, well, um, you know what? I Since we're on the music theme, I'm really kind of a um, I do love classical music. And I would I would say I'd have to go. I'd like to eat dinner with a Mozart or or J.S. Bach and um, let's go way back in time and for me I don't know I'm, I'm very kind of a simple I love simple foods like a nice grilled salmon with um with some broccoli or broccolini and and some potatoes or and a nice salad I just I'm I like simple clean foods Excellent. Not a lot of sauces or extra things. Now I know you're a grill guy, 
So I do like grilled chicken and occasionally I will have some red meat. I don't eat red meat with regularity, but when I do, I save it for special occasions when I'm at a good good restaurant or I'm at somebody's house and they're grilling a really good piece of meat. Well, you can come to my house and I'll grill you some (laughs) excellent meat, but I also cook a lot of chicken and fish because I'm a Northwest guy. And we do a lot of seafood up here. So I, I'm I'm very much into that. Do you remember the first time you ever picked up a golf club? Uh yeah, I think I was about 12 years old, and my dad took us to De La Viega, where he played quite a bit. Um, took my mom and I. My mom had been pestering him to learn how to play golf, and he relented and took us out to the driving range. And I guess I must have shown a natural affinity for it because suddenly my my dad's eyes perked up and he thought, wow, okay, maybe this is something. And my mom was actually very strong and very athletic. And he, I think, realized, why didn't I think of this earlier? But this is something <laughs> the three of us could do. And we ended up in the summer months, we'd play together once a, once a week. And my mom and I ended up playing a lot of golf together while my dad was working. And then I got into junior golf tournaments and, and there, there started. There the yeah. Um, if you could erase one mistake from your past, what would it be? Oh, goodness. Um, probably. Uh, I had bad timing with Curtis Cups. Um, They had already played the Curtis Cup when I won my first U.S. Amateur. Then I stayed amateur a whole nother year and finished school, took a fifth year to finish school and defended my USAM. But I didn't, it would have taken another year to stay amateur to play in a Curtis Cup team and I turned pro. So I regret to this day, not having played on a Curtis Cup team and not just waiting one more year to do that. Yeah, I can understand that. Worst concert you ever attended and the best? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know if I can think of a worse concert. Um, I've seen you two like three times. Yeah. And the first time or the second time was at ASU and I brought Meg Mallon, a good friend of mine who played on tour. And she didn't, she was like, you too. I don't know much about you too. Uh-oh. Did you freeze up? Hello. There you are. I love live music and I, I really appreciate um, unless it was really boring and we just left because it was boring. I don't remember. I don't remember a bad concert. Okay. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Mm. I think I'd really like to be a soaring bird, like a an eagle or an osprey. And be able to just fly wherever you want to fly. I have a lot of flying dreams, probably because I fly in a lot of airplanes. Yeah. Too, <laughs> I'd like to have control over my my flying, and and that would be pretty incredible. Um, do you have a favorite sports writer? Uh, you know what? I I don't in particular, but yeah. I always I'm good friends with Ron Krojcik, who who writes he's he writes for a variety of uh, but he's predominantly been with the um, the Chronicle through the years. 
and he and I have a good relationship and I always help him out. He always picks my brain for various topics and sure. I like the way Ron writes. Okay. We're almost done here. Sweatshirts or formal wear? Sweatshirts for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what's okay. What's one thing you miss about your twenties? I know you're only 32, but you Ooh, know, probably my golf game. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really much better golf game in my twenties than I do now. Um, I think there's a certain advantage to the naivete you have when you're in your early twenties. And I definitely was naive. I was kind of a gullible, um, you know, I, I kind of grew up in a small little yeah, yeah. town above Los Gatos. And, you know, as you get older, you get a little jaded and you, you experience a lot of good things, but you also see some not so good things. So when you're in your twenties, it's like the sky's the limit and you don't think there's, you know, any, you just know anything's possible. And maybe that sense goes away a little bit as you age. Um, What do you think the biggest change, if any, should be made to one pro golf and two amateur golf? And you said play faster. And I agree with that, but is there any other one big thing that kind of sticks out for you? Um. Uh-oh. Back to the crowd. So I think, um, you know, just just uh, being a little more energetic and a little more uh, demonstrative in a positive way is always a good thing. Okay. The crowd. <clears throat> Couple more here when we're done. Uh, what would your last meal on death row be? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so morbid. Ah, it, it, it elicits some great answers. I'll tell you that. Well, um, probably, um, probably a, a nice, a good lobster. Yeah, lobster, um, macaroni and cheese, or and or potatoes au gratin would be would be good, nice and decadent, right? Well, you don't have to worry about the calories; <laughs> exactly. they're not going anywhere. So, um. <clears throat> Uh, what do you want to do when you retire? But I think I have the answer to that Look, with you and your Airstream there. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think once we stop, I mean, I think we're going to hold on to the Airstream for quite a few years. And when I stop commentating, just go out, you know, on little jaunts. I love being out in nature. So we will we will continue to explore but also i want to do a little more exploring in europe um i'd like to we got down to patagonia in in mm -hmm. uh, south america wouldn't mind going back down there i haven't been to australia yet i mean i have quick one time i played a quick tournament but i haven't explored australia and that's definitely on my bucket list i want to go to australia for at least a month to two months if you go that far you got to stay a while i i would i've been there several times i would recommend that you get your uh liver and your blood alcohol content uh elevated before you go to australia because they like to have a good time that's all i'm going to say about that okay last thing Kay. uh here's your chance what would your message to the world be um see i'm making you think on a wednesday wow, morning just, well i think the key to life is moderation 
moderation in terms of how we try to balance rules and regulations within society. Don't want to go too pol- polit- too yeah. political. And just be kind to each other. I think everybody has a different perspective on how they live and what they view as right and wrong or what they enjoy, but be supportive and kind to each other. That's a great message. We try to uh, push that on the show, too. I'm not sure how far we're getting, but we do try to get it out there. Kay Cockerell from NBC, the on-course reporter. Uh, we didn't hardly touch on your competition days, but that's OK. okay. Uh, <laughs> and I think with a, you still kind of got the uh, Pebble Beach hangover in a good way. In a good way, in a good way. But thank you, Kay, for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your trip. And we'll see you in Portland. Sounds very good. Thanks so much. You bet. We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours. Until then, go out, play some golf. And like we always say here, and Kay emphasized it, be kind. Take care, everybody.